Hey guys, we just got a new review from TikTok. You guys want me to read it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Always. Wait, wait. We have a TikTok channel? Yep. Yeah, dude. Untold podcast. Ah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, let me open it here. It says, uh, just a bunch of asses with microphones. Oh. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. They're so nice. Huh? They're they're not yeah. far off the mark. That's true. <laughs> Actually, I mean, uh, news to him, we don't even have podcast equipment. Mm, it yep. is. Uh, we just talk really loud. Yep. Uh-huh. We don't know what we're doing. Um, maybe so. maybe some of our listeners will cheer us up with some nice reviews. Yeah. <laughs> go comment on our stuff. Make us feel better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go go on our TikTok. Write more nice things about us. And uh, you know yeah. what? That guy's just a mass with a phone in his hand. Mm, That's amen. what I. Say. Amen. Get him, Shelby. <laughs> That's our fans right there. Uh, well, if you like uh, what you hear today, uh, go leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, at Untold the Podcast. Um, be nicer than that guy. Please. That would be nice. Put more kindness into the world. Amen. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's start. Have you guys seen uh, these Apple Vision Pros? Would you guys want? A pair of those? Have you seen no. them? I have not seen them, but I own zero Apple products, so no, I don't want oh, them. Oh, okay. Wow. Way to take a stand on yeah. Sutton Grace. Yeah. I'm not trying to take a stand. I just don't have Apple products, and I have a feeling it wouldn't be compatible mm. with whatever I own. Well, I mean, you guys have like a VR headset, right? Yeah, and yeah we And you like those. Yeah. This is like a VR headset that you wear just everywhere, and like people apparently are now walking around on this... You know, on the subway, Are around they? I'm going to be places. honest. If I see I've some, seen videos. I mean, uh, I'm I'm going to make fun of you to your... Oh, yeah. 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 Apparently, like... Don't don't walk around in public. Well, I won't be able to see you. Or no, you'll be... You'll have the I head of a... Mon- be able you'll to be able to see head of a monster. Listen. What? Augmented reality. They'll have, like... You know, like, you know, your FaceTime heads that you can put, like, shark heads and stuff. Right. Through the VR augmented reality, mm. that's what everyone's gonna have. It's like, oh, there's yeah. Mr. Shark coming your way. I'm a more handsome man. <laughs> yeah. I would like a more handsome man. The world that's... just has a filter. Yeah. Well, they're thirty five hundred dollars. I mean, I don't think any of us are getting. You know them what? If you're affording the thirty five hundred dollar goggles, I could see those people walking around in them mm-hmm. all day. What else are they doing? I know. Just laying they're, by the pool. They're living in their own world. Getting made fun of by us normal folks not walking around. Uh, if we could only be in their I per, don't want their to be. radius. I can tell you right now I don't want to be. <laughs> uh, I, I sense a hint of jealousy. You know, most of these Android users, <laughs> they just they're just jealous. jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does Android have that's a VR headset? Huh? Uh, Android Android Wait. can barely make a phone ground. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. true. That is true. Their text messages are green. Mm -hmm. Only on your phones because Apple makes them that way. (laughs) Our Uh, specs are better across the board. I I don't need to hear it. And our phones are like stealing candy from a baby. Mm -hmm. It is just stealing candy from a baby. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you reeled her in, man. Reeled her in. Cast that net out. I'm the host tonight, (laughs) so let's not antagonize. Yeah, screw. Apple. Apple sucks. Yeah. Look at I hate them it. with the same phone with yeah. Oh, it's got titanium now. Yeah, good thing this podcast is only on Spotify, right? <laughs> Google doesn't even have a podcasting service. Yeah. I do have an iPad. Oh yeah, you do. I do have an iPad. You should wow. download books on that iPad and yeah. read those. I'm not reading an iPad. That'll mm. hurt my eyes. They well, they have different versions. You can the 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 dark mode is easy on your eyes. I you know? I think the like, you know matte finish of a book yeah is really easy on the eyes 
So well, I'm gonna yeah, stick Kindle. with you know paper. Kindle has that. Yeah, Kindle. Why? Why do I need that when I have perfectly good books? So they uh, can know what you're reading. So you have room and they can in your sell house. you ads. Yeah, I'm. I like my books. Mm. That's true. You were just talking about building a whole new bookshelf. I do want a whole yeah. new bookshelf. I'm running out of room. You wouldn't need that bookshelf. if you just had a Kindle. No, they're like trophies. all those books. They're like trophies. This is why I only read the Bible. Okay. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> on your phone. Books, a lot of books <laughs> in one spot. That's on your phone too. You can. I do have a lot of different versions of it though. You got to read all the the translations. Congratulations. No, in my bookshelf. You have a ton of different Bible versions of the Bible? Oh, okay. Four, three three or four. I mean, I just have every version on my phone. I mean, I do that too. Wow. Sometimes I see some discrepancies from the written version Mm. and that phone version. Really? Yeah, watch out. Okay. I use the uh, Gen Z Bible. Have you guys seen that? With emojis? like, yeah, the emoji Bible in it. Are y'all serious right now? Yeah, it says like, you know, Jesus yeeted that table. Nuh-uh. That sounds weird. It does not. Uh, I mean, look it up. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? At some point, someone was like, they're putting that in English? How dare they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's already in English only, in multiple versions. No, now, but it wasn't always. At only some King point, James Version for me. At some point, Stop they translated it. in English, and someone was like, that shouldn't be put in English. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a massive outcry for translating it into a legitimate language. Uh, yeah. That's why there's some Greek Orthodox only reads it in Greek. Mm. In fairness, a lot of people did get upset when people learned to read and the printing press came out because now they don't need the church. That's right. Yeah. And that's what you're saying to Gen Z. Come no. to me for your source. Yeah, you know, we're just trying to meet the, be- anyway, the people where they are. Anyway, do you want to do a podcast tonight or something like that? All right. Sweet. I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome to Untold the Podcast. This is the podcast that tells the untold stories of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best story you've probably never heard before. Join us as we uncover new stories each week together. This is Untold the Podcast. Oh boy. Stop. <laughs> got it in there. I got it in there. Every week, man. <laughs> All right. Well, hey guys, I'm Grace. I'm um, Shelby. I'm Grant. Uh, and this is Untold the Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this week, I will be your host, and these two knuckleheads are going to be competing to tell the best story from history you've probably never heard before. Yeah, um, going down. This week's topic is inspiration. Man, this was a tough... I had a lot of options I could go from here. I, I thought about, in my mind, I was like, there is this team that everyone said couldn't do it. Oh, my god! And then they made it to the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. I'm imagining by the time you hear this, they've won the mm. Super Bowl. That's right, the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I thought about, man, there's this carpenter that died for his friends. That's inspirational. Have we started the points yet, Grace? Yeah, he's lost three already. Oh, okay. There was a lot of inspirational stuff I had to choose. But I narrowed it down. I think you're going to like my story, Grace. I hope so, because both of those have been told to lots of people. (laughs) Well, the whole point is untold mm, stories. Yeah, go tell that on the told podcast. Mm, I have a side Everybody knows podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You already knew it. Heard it. That's what the podcast is. It's actually Heard it. Talked about too much is this mm, podcast. Mm. Uh, a lot of right now, just Swift and Trump and Biden. And that's mm-hmm. what we just talk about over. To, well, it's wait, called we, Beat a Dead Horse. Yeah. We? Beat a Dead Horse, the podcast. I don't know if we talk about it. <laughs> I, uh, just society. I, no, no, know. society and Nate. Uh, oh, the, I see. Yeah. 
I see. The yeah. thing society talks about all the time. Well, we gotta all, get... all you got to do is get on social media. You get plenty of that. Mm-hmm. You don't need a podcast. Well, I thought there needed to be another voice in the. Mm. <laughs> well, we got to get the told out before we get into the untold, right? Sure. You know, no one knows the answer until they hear my voice from it. That's kind of how, <laughs> isn't that how social media works? Everyone's like, I need to speak into this thing. Mm-hmm. So let me, then, mm. yeah. That is true. That's deep. Yeah. So, Beat a Dead Horse podcast, uh, take a listen. <laughs> If you when wanna, is that starting? If you want to hear us talk about all the things that everyone <laughs> else has already talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, the way this normally works is uh, we take turns telling stories about the topic. Um, and I will give points based on different facts or interesting tidbits or things that make me laugh or, or whatever. And the points will sound like this. And whoever tells the better story at the end uh, wins and is the host next week. So before we start the storytelling portion, though, I want to get to know y'all a little bit better. And so I have a question for y'all. Okay. All right. Um, what motivates you? Um, and I'm not talking about like, mm. in li- like not as big as like what motivates you in life. You know, like I'm not. Okay. So little motivators. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what? Not motivates going to prison. <laughs> Is that a big? Is that, or I'm a trying to gauge one? the. Like yeah. A, what's the... Like a. Uh, I got to get this done today. Yeah. What motivates you? What what? Not getting a, fired. What's Is a little? That, what's a little pick me up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, little, what keeps get you going, going through the day? A little when shot you, when of you, mm-hmm. adrenaline. Yep. When okay. you just yep. want to go back to bed or something, like, you know. Mine is cocaine. Oh, ah. so. I have the ma- legal version, Adderall. Yeah. Well, I do that too. I, I crush oh. I crush both up and snort okay. both of them. So. My wow. kids just went through dare. I'm going to have a oh, story well, come talk to you. They should know that I'm joking. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> because Mr. Grant Fired. doesn't do that. Just say no. I've been through dare several times. He <laughs> <We> didn't pass. <laughs> yeah, I didn't the pass first the first time. time. So. Uh, they gave him a drug test mm-hmm. upon graduation. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, didn't stick. Yep. Send you right back. I repeated the fifth grade 12 times. Yep. So. No, you actually passed fifth grade. It's just the D.A.R.E. program. You you couldn't get past No, they the don't t- let you. At my school, they didn't let you graduate. Was a, okay. If you didn't. Well, that was a pre- <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, we're off to a great start. Yeah. 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 Well, what's your answer? What What is it? Give us a, kind of a little. I'm not good at it. I avoid my problems. So oh, well, that's I, very <laughs> motivational. There. <laughs> well, I'm looking for advice here. Because oh, oh, if okay. I have like a task that I don't want to do, like let's say I need to make a phone call, the problem. like mm. schedule an appointment, mm. I will put it off for two weeks yep. until my husband is basically like, why have you not done that? You have to do it today. Mm. And then I'll finally do it. It'll take three minutes. And I'll be like, why did I work myself up so much? Mm-hmm. You know, Grace, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mean to take this deep, uh, but this is something that Grant <laughs> and I have been talking about a lot over the last several months and it has to do with this idea of like just pushing through the pain of life and doing mm. the things you gotta do so just do it Nike. just do it listen Nike. if i could Trademark. remove the mental block in my brain mm. that keeps me from doing the things that i should be doing i would i would love can i that. leave you with a thought mm. and then i'll just be done because uh, it's that life shatter <laughs> There's and then we just, get to go. Just do it. Just, There's this book it. that I'm reading, and they talk mm. about the idea that you have thoughts in your brain. It's like, hey, I don't want to do this. It's causing anxiety. I don't want to do this because I'm stru- too stressed out. I'm too tired or whatever it is. Imagine your brain is like a restaurant, and you're the maitre d'. Mm-hmm. You have a choice of whether you're going to sit that feeling down at the table or you're going to say, sorry, we're full. In here is productive thoughts. Mm. So I'm going to take those thoughts captive and run my life and mm. lean into the hard stuff. Mic drop. Ins- Mic drop. Because after all, the journey's the part we remember anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. 
Thanks, Steve. Miley. Oh. That was very inspirational. That was potato. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog. <laughs> Your French bulldog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, potatoes. Potatoes a smart cookie. Look at her uh-huh. coming up with that kind of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my motivation is probably. I mean. Music, like whatever music I feel mm-hmm. uh, like I'm getting into for the day. But I'll usually, if I don't want to do something, I'll just like, I'll psych myself up and jump up and down and be like, all right, you got this. You got this. Come on. Yeah. And then remind myself why I'm doing it. The core reason of why I'm doing it. That's probably, on the surface, that's kind of what I do. Mm. Can I can I point out one more thing? Sure. Because I think you're pointing, you're saying something here. Yeah. I think, Grace, it starts out with how you start your day. Mm-hmm. It's mm. like the alarm goes off. Are you going to hit snooze or are you going to take control and get up? Well, mm. I have small children. I can't hit snooze. Okay. And then are you going to get up? And this is the, there's a whole book about this, a whole philosophy. Make your bed. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it, okay, I don't want to do this thing. But it, once you get your body into like, I'm going to take control. I'm going to do the things I don't want to do. It sets your course mm-hmm. for the rest of the day well, on a different path. Yeah, and it's about little wins throughout exactly. the day. So when you make your bed, you're like, oh, I did that. That's something I can check off and be like, look, I am productive. Mm-hmm. But if I said, a lot of times if I wake up and I like get on TikTok immediately, oh, oh, yeah. then I'm, I'm just doomed. like, oh, well, the day's gone. Yep. I, I do if I'm like following a to-do list because I love to-do lists. That satisfaction of like checking things yeah. off is great. That whatever task I don't want to do, mm. I cannot put it first and I cannot put it last. I have mm. to put it somewhere in the middle. That's huh? nice. So that like I accidentally like I'm I'm beasting through my to do list. The next thing I know, I get to it. And I'm like, oh, but I gotta keep going. Do it real yeah. quick and then keep going. And I'm mm. like, oh, look at that. That's you good. I've it also heard only works occasionally though. Yeah. I've also heard with to do list, just add the most like arbitrary thing, like wake up, <laughs> just so you can <laughs> have, put a check. Have check y'all mark. ever added something to your to do list after you did it so <laughs> you could check yeah. it off? Yeah, I no. have definitely done yeah. that. I don't. I'm not. I've, are you a to do lister? Uh, big big to dos, but I definitely have tried the like daily to dos and like I'll check off like yeah, I woke up today, I did this, I did that. You're doing better than a lot of people mm-hmm. if you just like set you know have all these check marks. And there's something that like goes off in your brain where you're like, all right, I I'm completing things and therefore I am productive mm. today. Let's mm-hmm. keep it going, Grant. So. And then I turn on ACDC and then just, just freaking, you know, run around the house or, or need to breathe or something, you know? Yeah. And I I have, um, I'm sorry. This is, it's just interesting because this is the topic that we've been talking about for months. Yeah. It is weird. Uh, Shelby and I are really inspired right now. Yes. And I will say a lot of it came from this new exercising thing that I've been up to lately. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't ever want to do that, but I just force myself and then midway i'm like i'm glad i'm doing this and then at the end i'm like i'm really glad i did it Mm -hmm. i never Mm. want to do it Mm. and that's how life you know the hardest things i've no one wants to do it you just gotta do it or you don't and if you don't you're gonna be left behind Mm. this the difference between the elites in the world (laughs) the people that are walking around with their apple headsets on (laughs) You know you've made See, it. I don't want to be like that. that. No, the difference between like the the goal that you're trying to get mm-hmm. to and where you are now is you. You're the obstacle in your life. You have to get out of your own way. Mm. It's deep. 
The mountain is you. I could just set goals that I want to do, though, and then I can accomplish those easily. Mm. Okay. Read some yeah. books. Check. Well, and Watch that's, Netflix. Take great, a nap. Great. Rest on, is important. Check. Honestly, to your point, I have been also living under the philosophy of, like, make it easy for yourself to mm-hmm. do something. So, like, one of the things, like, I had a gym membership that I paid for for a year. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym maybe three times. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm not... Can you I'm just not Venmo, doing this. Venmo me that money, and yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I made it easy for myself. I uh, this is Shelby's gonna laugh. I <laughs> I got a uh, rowing machine, mm-hmm. and I use it at at like I looked it up, and it's like it, it works like all your body. Yeah, that's, and I just rowing machines are awesome. Yeah, I I did. I've been doing that, nice. and I am living under the philosophy: make it easy for myself. I don't have to drive to the gym now. I yeah. just go in the garage, do mm-hmm. a rowing machine. And you know what really helps? What? Viking music when you're doing yes. a rowing machine. Yep. <laughs> you would love that, Grace. Have you listened to Peyton Parrish? No, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I put on... Love it. Sometimes I put on Viking uh, music and I pretend like I'm rowing it's a Viking ship. It's the perfect cadence. Uh, mm-hmm. right. I mean, you know what? I'll uh-huh. take it all back. You guys okay. Probably, you guys all right. Probably now just you're out naps. at Viking no. music. You guys I, just take naps. I, no row. <laughs> I run to Viking music because yeah. I'm like, yes. Dude. I can do this. But yeah. What are you shaking your head at me for, right, Shelby? Just, but you know what is just weird? I'm laughing, but the funny thing is I work out to podcasts. So I Yeah, who does that? What a rhythm, huh? And it's usually <laughs> like uh <laughs> biblical history or yeah. like nonfiction. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. You're a Well, I'm preparing for this podcast. Well, you're an I'm odd... all in on untold <laughs> the you're an odd bird. Didn't you just make fun of me for reading nonfiction history <laughs> books like 20 minutes ago? No, not mm. nonfiction. So my really advice, since why you, on earth would you do that when you have so many other things to get done? Uh, yeah. well, yeah, but I'm working out while I'm doing it. Who said I'm not working out while mm. I'm doing it? Mm-hmm. So since you asked, Grace, my <laughs> advice to you is make it easy for yourself. Okay. And then remember why you're doing it in the first place. Honestly, my advice to you is suck it up and do it. Mm, well, I would love if that worked. You'd make a great therapist. <laughs> I've been trying to do that for a long time. <laughs> Josh also gives me that same advice. It has not worked well in the uh, last listen, several uh, years. We'll talk offline. <laughs> why don't you just do it? Why don't you just do the just thing? Do it. It's like that uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf thing. Just just do it. There was, do it. There was one time he was coming home with a friend. Uh, they had been out somewhere and they called and they said, hey, do you want Mexican? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And the friend was like, well, just call and place the order and we'll pick it up on the way. I said, nope, not doing that. Mm. And um, he was like, I, I mean, I'm going to pick up Mexican and bring it to you. And I was like, I, you can call. Mm. I don't need Mexican that bad. And he was like, you're seriously not going to call. Nope. Yeah. Nope. We'll not make the phone call. Hmm. It's up to y'all. Well, that and You're that's honestly okay. This is but in the days you've of DoorDash, you got to figure out who you want to be. I want to be the person that texts only. No, no, <laughs> do and, not and call my phone. Bigger in life, set who, your goals higher than phone calls. Who do you want to be in life, and then you do the things that are going to get you to that role. The reason why I'm saying just do it is I know you want to be an author. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Okay. That's it. I can do that. That's something I enjoy doing. Okay, then don't do everything else. Just do that. Great. We hey, solved it. Hey, honey, we need to hire a house cleaner. We solved yeah. it. <laughs> Problem yeah. solved. Good thing we all think alike, right? You know? Good thing. Yep. Well, right, people we? just listen to what I'm trying uh-huh. to tell them. Yeah. She'll be saying, everybody just, just listen to me. me. Just, that's called a cult. <laughs> mm.
All right. Well, on that note, thank you guys for your insight. True leaders uh, inspire mm. other leaders. Are you just looking up <laughs> quotes now? <laughs> I'm feeling very inspired and motivated to get this podcast started. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into our stories, I want to hear the titles of your stories. And whoever's title I like best gets to choose if they go first or second. Nice. So Grant, what's your title? My title is... <clears throat> Cello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> mm. I like it. I like that. I, like I almost went with the same title. Right. Did you? Yeah, uh, but I went with cuts and news. What? Instead. Ah, that was okay. You cuts what? and news, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> what do you even say it? Spell cuts it. and ooze. Oh, cuts and ooze. Gross. That's what it's called. Okay. I didn't name it. I did name well, it. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm just telling you what the man said. Okay, cuts and ooze. Cuts and ooze. Gross. Um, Grant, congratulations. You get okay. to choose if you go first or second. All right. And you um, sang it, so. Yeah. A little extra so razz pedestal. Shall we all let you go? Okay. I really want to hear about cuts and ooze. Cuts and ooze. Ooh, gross. Sit right back. Let me tell you a tale. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to go to the 1700s mm-hmm. in Boston. In Boston, you ever heard of a guy named Cotton Mather? Yes. How? Huh. I don't know. That name sounds really familiar. Oh, disqualified. No. I just want, just take a guess. <laughs> no. Now I now I feel stupid. No, I don't. Are you saying cot, Cotton Mather? Cotton Mather. Hmm. Like wool and cotton. Okay. <laughs> I got that. Cotton Mather. Uh, <laughs> what a name. Cotton Mather was an interesting dude. Uh, he was a Puritan. And he was uh, not only a Puritan, he was a clergy, clergy mm. Uh, mm. Puritan, so one of the leaders. And he actually um, wrote a book called The Wonders of the Invisible World. Do you know he, more about this? No, I don't. He's an author. Good for him. Okay. There you go. You're going to regret that. Bell oh. in about five. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Cotton Mathers was the primary a uh, piece of evidence that was used in the Salem witch trials. Oh. That- That's why I know that name. <laughs> okay. So his book was used against all the girls and people. Uh, would you like to redact that point? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he was an author. I, I take it away <laughs> yeah. from Cotton. I don't yeah. take it away from Shelby. It's so, inspiring that he's an author. Yeah. We've talked about the Salem witch trials a couple times. So I was like, oh, you know, Grace may be a witch. So like, this is a good fit here. Let's see what, <laughs> well, let's follow this mm-hmm. rabbit trail, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, in the uh, 17, and uh, God, oh, here we go. On a November day in 1721. <laughs> Uh, a small bomb was hurled through the window oh. of a local Boston reverend named Cotton Mather. Now I'm happy about it. But it did not have to do with the Salem Witch Trials. Oh. You see, on April 22nd, 1721, so a couple months before this, a British ship arrived in the Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. On board that faithful ship, mm-hmm. sailors had begun to exhibit symptoms of Turn around. Turn around. Go back home. Bye. See uh, this one sailor was the one that was identified, quarantined quickly, but uh, several more c- members of the crew soon fell ill with the disease, mm. and the outbreak of the disease spread quickly. I don't know if you know this, Grant. Yeah. But if you have smallpox, 17% of the time, uh, of the time, 17% of the people, if they had smallpox at the time, died. Oh. That's a very high number. 17. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You think about COVID. 
Like yeah. that was insane. Yeah. And this was 17%. What was the COVID's death rate? Oh, it was like one or two. Do we really know? Well, true. Uh. No, uh, the movie Contagion, though, that was their mm. whole thing was that that was like if you got it, you had a one in five chance of dying. Yeah, this was seven. Almost, I mean, yeah. almost 20%. Right. right. And it was spread so easily through it. Um, Cotton Mather actually played an important role in this. Stopping the spread, though. Oh, that's good. He prayed it out. <laughs> so do I like him? Do no. we not like that's him? The question. Do, we, do you? No, I don't. Um, at one point in time in Cotton's life uh, before this, uh, a slave was given to him from his congregation. Mm. As a, as a, it was Pastor's Day, you know? And oh, oh God. God, I hate this so much. <laughs> uh, so they gave, um, gave a slave. I want to make sure I say his name right. Uh, o. Ness. Imus. I'm sure that is exactly. I it. looked it up. I actually looked it up. Say it Onesimus. faster. Onesimus. Onesimus. Is that all one word? Oh, it Onesimus. is. Onesimus. It is. Not how I typed it out because I wanted to make sure I spelled it right. Mm. Oh. Uh, there you on, go. Onesimus. Um, he was a. He was. We don't really know where Onesimus was um, from. Sorry, but we know he was a slave from Africa, and uh, he came over here as a young young lad. Um, and he was very, very intelligent. So uh, this Cotton Mather and him, I mean, as much of a friendly relationship as a slave owner and a slave had, they mm. they did, mm. which probably wasn't a lot. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Onus Imus, when, the st- when this flood of smallpox started coming through the town, he recalled as a child that in Africa they would cut if smallpox arised in the tribal area, the town, mm-hmm. the village. They would. Uh, wow. I don't know what they had. I guess it was a town. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, they. Just people, keep going. The townspeople would gather up the the kids and cut their arms open uh. and take the person with smallpox and bring their oozing blisters and drip a little bit of the ooze into the bloodstream (laughs) Uh, okay wait so their own cuts i'm sorry their own blisters ooze into smallpox you have smallpox i don't okay i cut my arm open you bring your little smallpox blisters and drip it into my bloodstream okay why so you can get smallpox? When has an exchange of bodily fluids what? ever turned out good for people? Like that that's a horrible horrible. Yeah. Just why? What's the point of that? Okay. Uh oh, I'm <laughs> glad you're asking that question cuz that's the point of this whole story. Okay. I hate uh, this so much. So okay. uh this well, there's something this Omanimix believed that this was like hey this is a, a legit thing it actually worked. Cotton it was like I don't know survivor about this. bias. Yeah. But he uh, he was like, oh, well, let me see. Maybe there's something to this. So he reached out. Cotton reached out to uh, a local doctor. Um, and this doctor started to do some more research. They looked at some. They started asking other slaves in the community and stuff. I know where this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, started asking other slaves in the community. And they found they were able to uh, confirm these stories of how they did it. Um, and so they were like, well, let's, let's try it. And so they started to do these things and they would cut anyone that would be willing to, they would cut the arm, 
find some of the smallpox, drip the ooze into the, mm. the bloodstream. Was mm. it like the first vaccine or something? Like, were they getting, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, getting used to that yeah. ooze and putting, like, a little... Because that's how vaccines are. Like, well, they, let me you tell put you. a little bit of the disease in and they... Let me tell you. Become tolerant. The town didn't like this. I bet. Uh, so <laughs> that was when he got this small bomb hurled through his window. Uh, it said attached to it, the explosive. Uh, thankfully, it didn't detonate. Was the message that said cotton mouth? Wait, wait. They put a. <laughs> they, why would you put a message on a bomb? <laughs> hey, read the read this real quick before you well, uh, listen. Uh, they weren't too smart. <laughs> hey, in case in case you don't blow up, here's a message. What? I didn't okay. even think about that. Yeah. Uh, Who says we're an intelligent species? <laughs> like, seriously. Hey, read this real quick before it blows up. Thankfully, <laughs> it didn't explode yeah. so we could read what it was saying. <laughs> That's good. It said, Cotton Mather, you dog, damn you. I'll <laughs> inoculate you with this, with a pox to you. Oh, and now he's going to go all witch hunting uh-huh, on them. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, people, did. they thought it was not healthy. But more than that, they actually thought it was... You know, they're Puritans. They thought there was like a religion religion mm. issue with this, an ethical mm. issue doing this, specifically mm. with slaves. Mm. I mean, I, that was a weird time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Keep uh, going. By modern standards, this argument, not the slave part, but the grossness of the bodily functions, you said it. Mm-hmm. By the, the modern standards, the argument of, you know, not crossing bodily fluids seems sensible. Mm. Um, especially back then, it was a poorly researched medical technique. It uh, was potentially hazardous, purposely exposing. All I had to do was go back in time 100 years and I would be the best doctor that ever lived. <laughs> like, God, people are stupid. Um, but here's the deal. As the epidemic continued to flourish, this was working. Only 2% of the people inoculated yeah. died. First vaccine. <laughs> Grant's right. Yes. What is a vaccine? It's just a small dose of the sickness that gets your body. It's small enough that your immune can fight it and get your body. But that like is it. But you're cool. not getting exposed to a small amount of the virus. You're just exposing them to the virus. It's a drip like a, of pus. Oh, I don't know okay. what the percentage. How of else yeah. do you catch smallpox? Like, obviously, that much contact isn't needed. So, like. Hmm. A, a vaccine is like a, a deadened virus so that your body can recognize it or something like that. It's not a live virus. You're just yeah. exposing people to smallpox. Yeah, that's weird. I would think it's like, yeah, just a little part of it just gets in your bloodstream. Uh, not enough to be harmful, but to get your blood used to this disease. We, so you can develop antibodies, no, right? No, I, I get the argument you're right. making, but they're not doing anything to the virus. They're not deadening yeah, no, it first I, yeah. to expose you to it so your body recognizes it they're just giving you the virus right so i don't under well maybe it was like a it was spread like orally right <laughs> like well what what's another <laughs> no no no. i mean you're like breathing airborne or whatever. yeah yeah, yeah it's airborne disease so it's like maybe if i put a little pus in it ew. you know ew, that <laughs> okay, sounds i mean gross. first off we're giving them way too much credit they don't understand right, what's right. happening hey but it worked <laughs> okay, but here's the, yeah, yeah. The truth of it is, they inoculated 280 individuals, mm. and only 2.2 percent uh, died. Of, so only six deaths out of the 280 people that were inoculated, compared to the 844 deaths of, uh, among the non-inoculated population. Huh. 
So it's two percent cool. of inoculated compared to fourteen and a half percent of those. Yay who are for not trying right. to do science yep. back when they were too stupid to understand it. Well, yeah, when you yeah when you don't have any of the knowledge today, I mean that worked. This I mean was so important for this was legit the first vaccine ever uh, completed in American history. I'm gonna and go it was down brought a research to, rabbit hole. <laughs> it was brought to us by a slave. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. And 2016, uh, on um, some of my... <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I don't have the spelling here. Let me go back to Onesimus. My, Onesimus, yep. Uh, he uh, he was uh, actually awarded... Well, he's dead. Uh, but he was... <laughs> Posthumously. He was named uh, 100 Best Bostonians of All Time. Huh. And it changed his role challenged colonial racial racial assumptions mm-hmm. mm. and their scientific and medical knowledge uh understanding of how it works and yeah. how the body works that is cool because before that nobody listened to the slaves or this population and like it's like hey i there's factual proof that this is working and so i can see that is inspiring because it started this whole new revolution of well, maybe we should listen to these people you know yep uh, and he his story is pretty crazy too. In 1716, uh, he tried to buy his freedom. He he had been working and getting uh, some additional funds through independent wages. Uh, didn't work the first time, but eventually, uh, Mather Cotton Mather granted him his freedom with a couple of conditions. So that was cool. That was unheard of. Um, and then it continues on through different. His tr- legacy continues on um, in 1796. Uh, Did we just go from 1716 to 1796? Uh, yes, because this is when <laughs> the actual vaccine vaccine oh. came in place. Oh, like that. So it took okay. that long. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, dang, this guy lived a long <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. Um, so because he had that vaccine. There you go. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> Every year. Yep. So if you're out in the wild. And you don't have access <laughs> oh, to gosh. that. This is why when COVID was happening, I was asking people just to spit. Yeah. On my spit on, well, did you spit cut your, on my open cuts? Did you cut Gross. your arm? Yeah. Good. I was taking used masks out of the trash mm. can and rubbing them That's into smart. my rashed arm. Shelby, smart. you've been doing so good this story. Don't mess it up now. Please <laughs> stop it. Because they didn't have a vaccine yet for COVID. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. It saved you, me. You money. read this guy's story and you said, you know what? I was motivated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sure. I was sick a couple times, but it wasn't COVID. <laughs> I might have had the flu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that. I have a weird rash under my armpit now, <laughs> but I didn't get COVID. Yeah, I didn't oh. test for it, but it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I can sure assure you that. Well, there you go. Uh, first oh, cool. vaccine, uh, inspirational because this guy seemingly had no hope as a slave and he spoke up when he saw a need he still led mm. and inspired others to do good in the neighborhood mm. good job shelby i'm i'm proud of you thanks that was a good story wow thanks was good. beat that grant okay cuts the news yeah. i will with I uh did it have to be that <laughs> hello darkness my old friend that's <laughs> my story uh, if you forgot the title. Uh, so my story takes place uh, during the Bosnian War. Have you guys ever heard of the that that war, the Bosnian War? I have. War? Okay. Uh, so that was the war between the Bosniaks, the Serbs, the Croats, and other groups, and it started in 1992. 
Hmm. Um, so tensions leading up to the war were getting greater and greater between these groups, and it was just a matter of time before violence broke out all across uh, Bosnia. On March 1st, during a Bosnian-Serb wedding procession, a gunman opened fire on a wedding party, uh, wounding several people and even killing a few. Hmm. The event had sparked the beginning of the war, uh, throwing the whole city of uh, Sarajevo into chaos. All right? What a mean dude. I'm proud of you for saying that city. Sarajevo? Yeah. Yeah, I had to look at the pronunciation of everything in here. Um, so, uh, April 1992, the siege of Sarajevo mm-hmm. began when the Yugoslav People's Army had turned the city into a military blockade. Okay. Okay. So this meant that the people couldn't get in or out of the city. Uh, they couldn't get food, supplies, medicine, anything. Uh, they were captives in their own city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, held there against their will. Um, and so it was risky to even go outside the house uh, as Bosnian snipers were posted all around the city shooting at almost anyone they saw walking in the streets. Oh, my God. Yeah. So all these snipers were just like posted around. They were just shooting. It didn't matter if you were military, a civilian, mm-hmm. anyone. They would just shoot on sight, anyone. Um, because back then, what uh, you got to understand is like all these groups, like they didn't care. There was just so much yeah. civil unrest. Um, everybody hated each other. They just basically shot yeah. anything that moved. I love how you're saying back then, and it's like in well, our lifetime. You know. <laughs> it was before I was born. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It was, a, it was a year before I was born. <laughs> well, by this time, it was probably... When, uh, I'm sorry, what was the date? Uh, 92. 92. Ashley was born. Dang. <laughs> how old is she? Not, uh, 31. So Just throw your wife under the bus. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, one year older. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I love you, Ashley. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, all these snipers were posted around the city shooting at anyone. Uh, by the end of the war in 1996, they had killed over 200 civilians. Ooh. Civilians. Hmm. Just civilians alone. So it was obviously a pretty dangerous place yeah. uh, to be a civilian. Um, so it was a pretty hopeless and desperate time for these people. Uh, they couldn't even live safely in their own city. Um, and they were just uh, thrown in the middle of it. So uh, May 27th, 1992. Yes. Uh, an artillery shell exploded in front of a bakery while people were lined up to buy bread. Did it have a message on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we don't know. This yeah. one exploded. Yeah. We, we wouldn't know. It, Those it, people didn't do it right. They saw it. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke. <laughs> I'm not gonna, um, Keep going. People so, are dying, <laughs> Shelby. Yeah. I was about to say something, but I'm, I'm going to stand down. Um, so, yeah, this artillery shell exploded in front of the bakery. 22 people were killed, and over 70 other people were injured. Um, so, very sad time. People like this was like the first explosion that actually happened that killed a lot of civilians mm-hmm. at the same time. People were devastated. The next day, a man named Vedran Smilovich. Ah, good for you. And that's the only time I'm going to say. Have you name. ever heard of Franovich? No. <laughs> what? So that's Smila. Frana. Vitch. Vitch with a V. That's what I said. Smi- oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said. Uh, Which would make sense for Fraunovich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so this guy, Vidran, uh, 
the next day after this happened, he... I didn't say that purposely. <laughs> I got to speak with integrity. Sorry. Mm. Uh, so this guy, Vedran, he was a cellist for the Sarajevo Opera. Uh <laughs> You like how I messed up on opera? Opera. <laughs> not Sarajevo, not yeah. Vedran. Yeah. Just cello even. I mean, sometimes right. that word gets me. Let me back up. He was a cellist for the Sarajevo Opera, and he decided to he was going to play for the people. So he walked out into the middle of this square, dressed in his formal wear. He carried uh, a chair and his cello into the middle of this town square and began to play as a memorial wow. for these people who died in this massacre. Dang. Right. The next day, he did the same thing, playing for anyone who would hear him. Vedran continued this for 22 days, one day for each people, hmm. each person who was killed in this massacre. Hmm. Uh, as he played, people gathered around him to remember their loved ones uh, who had died in this massacre. Um, and he also made a point to play at all these people's funerals oh, during wow. during this time, which was uh, a particularly courageous thing to do. Because snipers would actually line up along uh, all these funerals and shoot at people uh, at oh, these geez. funerals. Like, seriously, it was just the Wild West out here. That's they would just horrible. shoot at people. So he was courageous to take a stand to play during this this time of civil unrest where you could literally, I mean, he could have been shot at yeah. any time but decided, yeah. you know, I'm going to play these people. This music is more important. I want to give these people hope. Uh, during this talk, dark time. And so, um, yeah, that's what he was he's known for. He's also known for sitting among the rubble of destroyed buildings. So anytime a building would be destroyed, he would uh, choose a time, go over there, and play the cello for everyone um, just as a way to remember these people who died in this uh, in, in whatever bombings and people would come around him and remember mm-hmm. uh, all these people. Um, so... What a nice yeah. Uh, so an article in the Sarajevo Times writes, his story became known throughout the world, narrated in newspapers and depicted on television. The world was indifferent to the siege, but the publicity he generated without looking for it and the numerous artists inspired by him led to an increased focus on the terrible conditions of the city. So nobody knew about yeah. what was going on, but he became so popular mm-hmm. that the whole world after he did this, knew about this crisis that was happened. So it goes on to say that Vedran was a Muslim, like most other Bosnians, uh, but that was not his identity. He said, I am a Sarajevan, I am a cosmopolitan, I am a pacifist, I am nothing special. I'm a musician, Hmm. I am part of the town. In an insane situation, his was an act of sanity, of beauty, beauty and harmony, (laughs) <laughs> that brought hope to many. I love that you're messing up all the easy I, words and not. It's the always hard it's always like I have to focus on all these other yeah other words and I can't focus on English. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's the story of him. He uh, was very creative as always. I brought a picture of him. Always a picture. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh, so Man, that's, that's him. High quality paper right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mifflin. So that's him sitting. That's cool. uh, He's all dressed in his mm-hmm. like tux with his cello in the middle of the rubble of this beautiful building. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. It was he was a pretty cool point for the visual. Yeah, he was a pretty cool guy who just he didn't give a crap. He oh. was just like, hey, you know, I know this is going on. I know that people are 
uh, dying all around me, but I think that I need to bring hope to these people mm-hmm. uh, during this time. So uh, for a long time, he just he said, "Screw it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this." So that's that's Fadron, Fadran. There. Good. good job, Fadron. He should have a movie Smile made a after bitch. him. Seems like a very fitting movie. I was uh, apparently there's like many books written about him. Uh, there's songs written about him. Reminds me of that new Netflix rate that girl like was on the radio mm-hmm. during World War II. Uh, it's a miniseries, and she's like giving hope on the radio, and they're trying to find her. Oh, mm. is this all the light you cannot see? Yes. Oh, cool. Good job. I read that book. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah. No, um, I, to, no, that was it. So okay. It reminds me of that. All right, it's like yeah. similar stuff. Yeah, She's right. Radio. Ha- yeah, right. But C.S. Lewis really did that in World War II. He, during the bombings of London, mm. they the uh, royal family or parliament asked him to read. That's where mere, mere Christianity came from. Mm, that's cool. To, it was bef- it was a radio address before it was. It mm-hmm. was like to give hope in really dark times. Do you remember when they read War of the Worlds on the radio? Yeah, People yeah. didn't know <laughs> it wasn't real. Oh, they didn't. Oh, gosh. And so they were panicking. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, no, it's always cool to hear these like stories about like just humanity peeking through like all these war times. Yeah. You know, like I, there's another story kind of similar to that, Shelby, of like, you know, Mel Brooks, like in World War II, he w- apparently he would uh, play this music like really loud for like the Germans. Mm. And he would like play like it was like always music like taunting mm-hmm. them, and it was like you know I mean Mel Brooks is Jewish yeah. and stuff, and so like he would it would make a lot of people laugh. I mean he's you know he's a comedian, mm-hmm. so he you know did all this stuff. But I like hmm. all those stories about people, yeah, that's good. doing that times. in into war times. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Not as cool as <laughs> cuts of news. Cuts of news, but. That was a good one. <laughs> Sounds like all one word. Stop. Cuts news. Cuts so news. gross. Quit saying cuts Sounds like news. a plant. Ugh. Do not take metal, medical advice uh, from us. I was thinking about that while you were talking. I want to make sure that's clear. Mm. Yeah. Do not cut yourself open and yep. exchange bodily fluids with any other humans, please. Or animals. Yes. Or mm. anything else. And if you have a lawyer that you want to reach out to us, uh, Dr. <laughs> Grace. She's the host tonight and is in charge. Pick the stories for both of us. We are giving you zero advice. Don't <laughs> reach out to us. Mm. We are not experts on anything. Anyway. I mean, that, that was... if that's not obvious by now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you guys. Those were both very great and inspiring stories, and I appreciate them both. Um, Do you feel inspired? I do feel inspired. Good. Are you going to write a book now? I want to be a better person, and I want to write a book. Mm. Okay. There you go. I like so it. So I'm going to get back to we'll my novel. We'll hold you to that. Cool. We're right. your accountability partner. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> just text me once a week and be like, how yeah. many words have you written? Oh, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't tempt me with <laughs> a good shot. You know Shelly's going to do is that. It is coming. I, I'm going to be like the Chef Ramsay. <laughs> I'll be done with my book in like two months. It'll be mm-hmm. great. Um, yay. Well, thank you guys. Um, I think I'm gonna have to give this week to Shelby. Yes. Dang. That was a good, inspiring story. Onesimus uh, took what he knew and mm-hmm. applied it in a scientific way. And it impresses me that they even kept track of like the difference of right. who lived and who, who died in each died, two right. different. Um, but yeah, so good for him. Yeah. 
I'm glad we have modern medicine. I mean, yeah, I'm just... really happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we have modern medicine and we don't have to exchange bodily fluids to try and protect ourselves from... Well, it's a lot cheaper if you need, like, back alley stuff. Mm. Anyway. Ooh. Just cut um, some blisters. Stop. God, you're so disgusting. Ooh, Grace. Quit with the words, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Thank you guys. And next week, check us out when Shelby is hosting episode four of Untold the Podcast. And we will see you then. Peace out. Ta ta.